The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Beauty is Found Within podcast, hosted by the beautiful Pippa Leslie. Pippa will be speaking about hers, other spiritual stories, perspectives, and journeys, so we can in turn find the right match of resonance that speaks to our heart and souls. Each week, she will be sharing topics around spirituality, manifestation, mindset, self-love, and personal growth, as well as personal interviews with our fellow soul family and friends. Hey guys, welcome back to the Beauties Found Within podcast. Today I'm joined by a special lady, Rachel. She is an intuitive life coach. So welcome onto the podcast, Rachel. Hey Pippa, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I just loved our little chat before we uh, got on the phone call about you swearing. It's like, yeah, I, I just love it. I just, I just think, you know, people have this perception that swearing is bad, but it kind of helps with like I think it's helpful just getting something out so passionately as well. It's like everyone, I mean, obviously I don't a lot, but it just shows how different people are. Yeah, I'm a very intense person. So it's like, it's just part of that like intensity of my vocabulary and it feels good and I love it. So I'm like, I just wanted to check it was okay. Yep, it's completely fine. Obviously we have no kids listening. So <laughs> if anyone's listening to this and you've got kids in the car, it's best to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Rachel, thank you for coming on. Just want you to tell my listeners a little bit about you, what your gifts are, and what is your purpose in this lifetime? Yeah, so I'm an intuitive life coach. My purpose here really is about healing, for healing our emotional stories. So moving forward, we can really give ourselves like the autonomy and the freedom to create the lives that we truly want to experience and stop being like limited by what we've been taught we should be or shouldn't be the things we like should or shouldn't say so my bigger purpose here is kind of like emotional liberation for women with the bigger idea of the next generation of children not having to heal the emotional stories the way that our generation has because they can be raised with this like emotional freedom to be the very best versions of themselves so that's kind of all my biggest like purpose is just this like embodiment of freedom for myself and everyone that I work with, with really the bigger mission of the embodiment of freedom for the next generations and the incredible impact that they can have when they grow up with this like authenticity kind of running through their veins that I think thus far we haven't quite experienced. I love that because obviously, you know, the healing process in this lifetime, it, as you will know, Rachel, you know, it heals all your ancestral line and in turn, it helps you heal your offspring, you know, because you're coming from an, an authentic and real place because you've done the work that needs to be done. I feel like a lot of women and men, you know, they don't, they're not fully healed and they're not fully 
in the present so it kind of like it sends off the energy to others doesn't it especially kids and your partners and your family so I feel like you know I've started to heal a lot more of my wounds in the last six months I've seen a complete difference in my family like even obviously I've not seen them as much but the whole family dynamics changed and it's it's crazy because obviously I'm giving off that energy myself because I'm I'm raising my vibration all the time yeah definitely I think so much about like life and our connection, whether it's with kids or with your family, has been kind of very unconscious, right? And we haven't been taught to think about it quite so deeply. But what happens is then you kind of, you're almost like a zombie through your life and you're saying things and doing things and having certain impacts that you didn't mean to have, but you just weren't thinking about them. So really by healing all those, like you say, ancestral lines and the issues that your family have had, you can continue through your life very consciously and make all the relationships and interactions that you have like conscious and focused and that really is where like the joy and the magic is like we were just saying a minute ago like really being in the moment consciously yeah it's the best place to be I think because you know as well as I do the amount of people who are in you know a state of worry and panic and stress and anxiety about what's going to happen what if this doesn't happen it's a total it's it's like that that in itself is a total pandemic because it's just causing people to and then obviously you know stress and worry and, and anxiety then leads to health problems so it's it's people like us that want people to heal you know the the past wounds to step forward into actually who they were born to be you know because when we were born the, the moment we were born we was our life was fully just mapped out and what's stopping us from getting to that purpose is ourselves so I love that. I love that. What, you know, your purpose is, I just love it. It really resonates with me. So thanks for sharing that, Rachel. So my next question to you is, is how did you connect to spirituality? Did you have an awakening or was it kind of, or since you were born or, you know, and how has it impacted your life? Yeah, I don't think I really had an awakening. Like I was a very intuitive child. So I felt like I would get kind of like messages or I just like I had this like wisdom about me that I understood things that I didn't feel like everyone else understood. And what kind of happened was I just thought I was like insane. You know, like I would be sitting in like class or I used to go to like Sunday school with my mom when I was a kid and I would just look around at all these kids and I'm like, are you guys like buying this? Like what the fuck is going on here? Like, and everyone's there just like nodding. And I'm like, I must be like a complete lunatic. So I spent like most of my childhood and teenage years just like thinking I was completely insane. Um, And then, you know, I kind of figured it out that, you know, it's not insanity. It is this wisdom. Like I have this connection to something higher and something bigger. And it is for me a lot of those like ancestral lines too. I feel like I carry all of that knowledge from the women who have previously been in my family, like within my body. And it's like sometimes I just say things and I'm like, I have no idea where that came from but it's just like perfect for this situation. So there was no like awakening per se, but I felt like when it comes to my spirituality, like the things I need to hear, like find me at exactly the right time. So it's like, I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan. I don't remember how I found out about them, but a book just kind of appeared, who knows how, in my life at exactly the right time. The same with like human design and lots of other kind of spirituality like texts they just kind of just appear in my life when I need them so and then I just learn and grow on what is there so yeah it wasn't really an awakening but I think really embracing my connection and my spirituality 
has really given me permission to just, again, be the person who I am, you know, not having to connect with anything apart from myself and what I know to be true. Yeah, I love that. How like you didn't have an awakening, you were kind of born with that. But then all these things appearing to you were kind of just you manifesting at the right time. It's just an amazing thing to do. It's and people don't realize that we manifest every single day. Like it's, it's, it's been happening since we were born. But I feel like a lot of people just don't are not aware of of it actually happening. So they kind of, you know, it's like we've all been there. You know, we manifest the 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 car tickets and we manifest the bills and the, you know, but when you make that conscious shift, it just, you know, you embrace them things like, because, you know, I've not had a parking ticket for so long because I've, I don't focus on that, but say I did, I wouldn't be in, a lot of people would have been like, oh my God, why me? You know, going into mm-hmm. that woe is me state of mind. Whereas if they just look at that, look at that as, you know, it's fine. I mean, for me, for example, whether you agree with this, Rachel, if I got a parking ticket tomorrow, yeah, my initial thought would be like, oh God, I shouldn't have parked there. Never mind. But my my shift now would think, well, it's okay. I shouldn't have parked there. It's my own fault. And end of the day, it's paying someone's wage and it's, it's, it's someone's got a job doing that. So it's completely looking at a different shift in, in a perception of, you know, what is happening around you because it's happening for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's kind of that shift in rather than going like, oh my God, why did I get a parking ticket? Life's so unfair to that. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't have parked here. And kind of what can I learn from this situation? You know, I can learn to maybe give myself more time so I can find the correct parking space or to, you know, do some more research or just like pay attention. Sometimes it's like, you know, you park somewhere, you're just too like absent-minded and you don't read the signs, you know? So there is always a lesson in it whether it is, you know, to slow down or to just pay attention or, you know, just to take a little bit more responsibility for your life sometimes. Yeah, I feel like people try and like deflect the blame, don't they? And that's kind of one thing that I'm trying to work on with clients and friends is that with your own manifestations, it is taking responsibility for your own actions and not blaming anyone else. And that that is the kind of society that we're in is blaming others, looking for things to complain about. And I feel like when we start to be in the present moment and realize that what we manifest is entirely for us, like you said, it's what's the lesson, you know, in, in the negative things. It's even like my last episode I've just released today was about letting go of toxic friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people try too hard for that. It's not about actually saying, right, I'm, I'm, I'm falling out with you. It's not about that. It's about raising your vibration, becoming present. You're doing those things you love. And then either those relationships stay or they naturally fall away. Yeah, I think definitely once you start like really putting yourself first and kind of like chasing your version of like joy and bliss and like your version of perfection, people really have the choice then whether they want to like get on board with this new version of you because like you're improving and getting better. So like people that love you are going to stick around. And if they don't, then that's their choice, you know, to leave. And you don't have to keep pouring energy into places that you're not getting it back. I have a lot of those conversations too. And people are like, oh yeah, you know, like, well, we've been friends since we were five and this, that and the other. And I'm like, well, that's great. But if they're not contributing to your life and you're not contributing to theirs, like you don't owe each other anything. And I think that's a huge lesson that people struggle sometimes, or not they struggle, but they don't want to accept that like you don't owe anyone your energy and reverse, like they also don't owe you anything either. 
Yeah, it's just a natural, it's it's like a natural balance. It's just, you know, you don't pour from an empty cup and they shouldn't pour from an empty cup. And it's, that's one thing I've been learning a lot is like I had, you know, I friends from primary school and high school and some I still speak to very occasionally and some I don't speak to at all. And it's really just getting into that mindset of people are in your life forever or they're just here to teach you a lesson and and sometimes it's a big lesson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm going to talk to you about some of your challenges you've had, Rach, but it's, you know, it's for me as well, anyone listening that, you know, has toxic people around them, you know, has this negative vibe around them. It's actually surround yourself with new connections like Rachel and I, you know, even though you might not know us, you know, we're the types of women who want you to reach out to us or let us reach out to you to become in a community because that's what we want. We want to raise people's vibration. We want to give love and light and healing because that's what we're, we're here to do. So my next question to you, Rach, is what have been some of your big challenges that you've had that you've overcome? Yeah, so most of my challenges have been in the last kind of like um, five years. So the biggest ones, um, my mom passed away in 2017, so just three years ago. So she died. And then like a year later, um, I got divorced too. So it was kind of like this huge upheaval um, of my life, but it really has allowed me to kind of like dive even more deeply into my spirituality and who I really am because my mom was like my best friend. We were so like intuitively like intertwined, like emotionally, we were like the same person, you know, like we would know when the other one was like having a bad day or upset and we would always like call and text and we would talk like all day, every day. Um, so when she died, I was kind of like, <clears throat> Like, I didn't know how to do life anymore, if that makes any sense. Like, everything I thought I knew about life just, like, imploded in front of my eyes. And I was like, wow, like, if my mom can die, you know, this is my mindset at at the time. I was like, that isn't supposed to happen, right? That's not how life is meant to go. Like, she isn't meant to die. So I was like, if that can happen, then literally anything else can happen. You know, there is no shoulds left in my life anymore. Because I'm like, that should not have happened. And it did. So I'm not going to accept any other kind of shoulds about my life. So obviously losing my mom was like the most heartbreaking thing, but it really was like in that tragedy that I gave myself permission to live like truly in the moment because people say all the time, like, you know, life's too short, life's too short. Like people put it on like t-shirts or on like bumper stickers or whatever but it isn't until something like that happens that you're like holy fucking shit like I could literally die tomorrow and I don't want to be miserable when I die so that kind of has become like my life motto I'm like I'm gonna be the happiest I can be right now because I could literally die at any point yeah it's that what you're talking about really resonates with me like you know I'm so sorry losing your mom but you know and I know that was just her physical body you know her spirit and her soul is somewhere unconditional love she is always around you she was always guiding you and I feel like 2017 for me was a bit of a a crappy year as well you know I lost my nan and she was you know I was really close to her and it you know when you lose a loved one it, it does it is a catalyst for change because For me as well, whether you resonate with this, Rachel, is I feel like a lot of people use these situations, and this isn't in a bad way, but it's it's how they kind of perceive it. If they lose someone or they go through a divorce or they, you know, they lose a friend, you know, whatever it is, they use it for the wrong reasons. You know, for me, 
I use that pain and turn it into my power. And I know you did the same. Like you use that for your to get in deeper spirituality and you started to think, you know, no more shoulds, no more should nots. And you just kind of went life full throttle, which is amazing. And I feel like some people just go down into this really deep hole, use it as kind of like, oh, you know, again, woe is me, why mm-hmm. me? But what we need to realize is what I say to people is we all go through something very similar. We all lose someone. We all go through a divorce at some time or a breakup. We all, you know, lose friends. We all have an, some have an operation, you know, some have really traumatic things that happen in their lives. And the beauty of life is there is someone out there who has been through the same situation as you, but has dealt with it differently. So instead of like, I always say to people, encourage people to, yeah, you must grieve, like it's part of like a, a feeling, it's an emotion that, you know, we're grateful to feel that grief for something because it makes you realize how important life is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you say about life being too short, it's, you know, Wayne Dyer talks about this. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was he on his deathbed. Basically, he turned around to his wife and said, what if my life had been wrong? And that gives me like shivers because I'm like, I'm, I just like you said, you could die tomorrow. And would you like I want to ask that question to anyone listening. If you god forbid were to die tomorrow would you turn around and say has my life been wrong Mm -hmm. because you do not want to be at that point you want to be living your life to like the complete utter bliss because that's that's what we say about your purpose rachel like you know find your purpose as well and your dharma in this life is so so significant and so important because it's it's part of who you are yeah absolutely i think when like bad things happen to you like you have kind of two choices. Like you could either allow it to prove everything you thought about life, right? You know, you know that life's unfair and everything sucks and everything is out to get you. Like you have the choice to prove yourself right and live in that space or to allow this to be the moment where you change your life, you know? And people have said to me all the time, like, oh, you're so strong. Like you just kept going like after your mom died. And I'm like, what other fucking choice did I have? You know, like I either carried the fuck on or I gave up. And it's like, giving up like is way more painful like a lot in the long run than just struggling through for a little bit until you figure it out yeah it's I I totally agree with that like it's just having people say that about me like you're strong and how do you do it and it's like it's not about how I do it it's I choose to do Mm -hmm. it it's you're already built to be strong. Every single one of you listening is strong. You are strong from the core, right? So the only thing that is stopping you from being strong is because of the emotion and the energy you're letting penetrate that. You know, it's not about the how. It's like you are strong. It's, 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 there's no question. There literally is mm-hmm. no question. Every single one of us has the strength and the courage to be and, and do whatever we want to do in this lifetime. And yeah, like something so traumatic as, you know, someone dying, it's like, when you have this complete shift as well is you know that it's just a physical body that you know was done on this on this on this plane on this lifetime and the soul will carry on you know the 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 spirit will carry on and it's kind of like it's a really touchy subject to talk about because you know you think about Rach like talking about death to some people I would always be like oh my god don't talk about death you might have lost someone but it's not it's embracing the fact that someone's been here they've lived their life and they've moved on to the next one but do you not feel like that is a more peaceful relaxing calmer way to look at things yeah I do like I think I'm kind of on the fence like 
kind of just like I know my mom's still around like energetically I feel her and I hear her and I see her and like she also like fucks with me so it's like she'll like knock certain shit off and like she'll like throw things Mm -hmm. across the room and I'm like I know it's her and she's like she was so light-hearted she was always like having a joke so I know it's just like her messing with me but also like especially when I was really deep in my grief um I was living in the U.S. as well, like in the deep south where everyone is like very religious and people would always say like, yeah, you know, like she's in a better place. She's not suffering anymore. And I'm like, yeah, great. Like I fucking know that, but that doesn't make me feel any better. You know, so it's like I absolutely believe that like wholeheartedly, like she's still here and she's, you know, like her energy is around and she's doing whatever she's doing now. But also when people are grieving, like that isn't the best kind of advice to give them you know because no. like, yeah they know but that doesn't make them feel any better yeah it's the grieving process is such a everyone's just so different with it aren't mm-hmm. they like you know I I look back and I I I would say I grieved but you know it's it's yeah it is such a hard topic because everyone has so many different opinions around it and everyone grieves totally differently and everyone has different relationships with that person and you know a lot of people like I know people who've come to me and they've lost people and they feel a lot of guilt they feel Mm -hmm. you know that they couldn't say this they didn't get to say sorry they didn't get and isn't this isn't this a reason to say okay well tell people you love them today Mm-hmm. send a message right now to your loved ones you love them like this is like taking things for granted as well it's that whole process of don't live a life in guilt because guilt is the worst emotion to carry around on a daily basis it can make you so ill and so in it just just awful I don't know if you've had that Rachel where you like you're carrying guilt around like all the time thinking oh I should have said this should have said that and it, it's just not a great emotion to, to to carry around. It's just it's just not good for you. Yeah, definitely. Like, I haven't struggled too much with like guilt because I've been kind of like reckless my whole life. So it's like I've kind of just said and done everything that I wanted. But like, just being aware and being very intentional. So like my boyfriend now, like whenever he does anything, I'm like, thank you so much. Like, I'm so grateful for that. Like, I love that you cook dinner and thank you for cleaning up. He's always says to me, like, he's like, you don't have to say thank you to me all the time. He's like, he's like, I'm just doing it because I like to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I want you to know how grateful I am because like, like you say, if you go out tomorrow and have a car crash and I didn't tell you how grateful I was that you washed up, like that's, just the energy that I want you to have from me like so if it's in my brain and it feels good like I'm gonna tell you like I'm not gonna be like oh I wonder if he thinks that I'm being too grateful like yeah no one's gonna say that no it's not it's 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 in the present moment again like me and my partner are the same he does something good I do something good we tell each other and we say thank you because them words thank you mean the world you know I say that every, every morning I wake up as soon as my feet touch the floor after, after out of my bed I say thank you thank you thank you because life is beautiful and it's kind of just shifting your mindset from looking outside your window right now and thinking do I want to see the world as a cruel dark nasty place as some of us can see that right now or do you see it for potential do you see opportunity do you see growth do you see beauty it's a complete it's just a switch it's a switch of your mindset yeah it definitely is and it's one of those things like if you wake up with like gratitude at the forefront of your mind you're just going to find more and more things to be grateful for whereas like if you wake up and you fall out of bed and you stub your toe and you drop your coffee and suddenly you're pissed off then you know like the rest of the day is going to go horribly too because like you're now looking at it through that filter of like you know badness 
but it's, it's like I say to my clients, it's all about changing the filter that you put over your eyes, right? Because your yeah. eyes are like useless in your, bo- in your body without your brain. So you get to change the filter that you put over your yeah. eyes and start looking for the things that you want to see that make you happy, that you're grateful for. And then thus you manifest more, more of those things like into your reality. Yeah, it is amazing. So I really want to ask you like how how did you overcome a challenge say I know you lost your mum but with your divorce like how did that kind of break down and what what did you do to kind of build your life back up again yeah so that was um a whole like story in itself so my ex-husband was in the U.S. military so when we met um he was about he was stationed in Germany And then he was going to be stationed back in the US. So we'd only been dating for maybe like four months. And we were like, okay, like, do you want to break up or get married? Because like the options for us to be together at that point were we had to get married so um, I could go with him on his orders. So we got married, which, you know, just if you're listening out there, maybe don't get married after four months, like just logistically not the best um, thing to do. And it was great, you know, we're both very like passionate people and very kind of like free spirited. But as we got back and settled into like normal life, I I kept that like free spirited kind of like wanderlust version of me. And it's like, I wanted to go here and do this and do all these new things and learn all these new things. And he became very, I'm going to use like air quotation marks, like normal. I wanted a very normal life. Yeah. So that ended up with us just butting heads all of the time, you know, because I needed this new experience and these like to travel and adventure. And he was like, no, let's just like work and save up. And then we'll do that when we retire. And I'm like, again, because my mom was sick at this point, like she hadn't died yet, but she was really sick. And I was like, yeah, but what if I get cancer and die? Um, So it just kind of mutated into a really like toxic place there was we couldn't have a single conversation without fighting like we couldn't take the dogs for a walk without fighting we couldn't take like cook dinner without fighting because everything seemed such a big deal because at that point both of our mindsets were um like completely opposite ends of the spectrum and we tried everything like we went to therapy we talked about it we had I feel like we exhausted like the options that were available when it just got to a point like And again, it's my intuition, you know, so my intuition definitely like builds um, quite often and it starts like building up in my belly and then it kind of like just builds and builds and grows until words just like spill out of my mouth. Um, And that's what happened. Like he came home from work one day, he was really happy and I just kind of blurted out like, I can't do this anymore. I don't love you. We have to get a divorce. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, I wasn't, I really hadn't planned to have that conversation tonight, but you know. That's how like my messages, my intuition work. They spill out exactly when they're meant to. Um, And it was an absolute shit show. So I pretty much had nowhere to live. I was like sleeping with, sleeping on like friends' couches and staying in spare rooms with my dogs while I was trying to find someone to, somewhere to live. Um, But from that moment, like I remember I was, I was a teacher at the time. So I was on my lunch break and I was calling divorce lawyers because I was like, I need some help because my ex-husband was you know, it wasn't very amicable, amicable, the split at the time. I was sitting on the front lawn of my school, like on the phone to divorce lawyers, like crying because my life was falling apart. But I had this just like intense feeling of calmness that I'd never felt before in my life. It was like everything was on fire, but I was so sure that it was the right thing to do. That yeah. I would, So I was like, this is an absolute mess. But I'm like, I know this is going to be the right thing to do. 
And then I just started, you know, really intensely focusing on myself. I think during the period that my mom was being sick and then I moved to the States with my ex-husband, like I really hadn't been focusing on me at all. So I was reading and journaling. I really fell into my yoga practice at that time to really kind of like create that space that I needed within my mind to heal. And a lot of it was just like detachment, you know, like what happened between him and I isn't a reflection of either of us as people. It's just that we weren't meant to be together. You know, we served our purpose as a relationship and then it was over, right? And all of the conversations and the arguments and the things that we said really was detaching that that was emotion, you know, it's not who we are. Like what he said to me wasn't a reflection of who I am or my self-worth, you know, and I get to decide to go on and to be happy and to find that happiness as and when I'm ready and the person I'm meant to be with is ready too. That makes sense. Yeah, I love that story because it just I love how you listen to your intuition and you actually just said it. You know, it's it's having that sh- just the strength to do it. Like there's so many people that I know and I send them love every single day that I do, you know, I do my my thoughts and prayers to people. It's they they don't leave relationships because they're scared of the outcome, they're scared of losing a, you know, a home, they're scared of losing the kids, they're scared of this, scared of that and it's being in that state of fear. It's the fear mindset and it's you know, the universe wants you to leap. It wants you to, you know, put yourself in situations where it isn't comfortable because that's where you grow. And, you know, like I said earlier on, we all have the strength to do what needs to be done. And like, Rachel, you're so powerful with that intuitive thought. You just blurred it out. And it's like, I'm similar. Like I just, if I have a gut feeling, you have to go with the gut feeling or else it's going to eat away at you for months my ex-partner, I did that for months. I you, Every day I'd wake up and I'd have that awful sick feeling and gut feeling that this isn't right, you're not happy, get out. And I just didn't listen because I just was scared of the outcome. I was scared of what this, what that. We had a dog together. We were moving to Australia. We were doing this. My mind would just explode with what if. And that is a big thing that you would have done as well, Rachel, is letting go of outcome. Like, like every time I say letting go of outcome, I always start wanting to sing "Let It Go" from Frozen. But it's <laughs> yeah. like just let it go. Like the outcome, the outcome is already going to be the outcome, no matter what happens. The only thing that you're got to let go of is the control of the outcome, because like what me and Rachel will teach is that everything is already intended. Everything is already written. The only thing that's stopping you getting there is yourself, because mm-hmm. you're putting blocks in the way. You're not. You're not. You know. You're not using your emotions properly you're fighting you know you're really putting a barrier up against life just flowing in the present moment and when you actually get in that present moment it's a complete shift it is literally like a quantum shift because you just see the world completely differently you do start to build the strength up you realize what you were here to do and you've just put all these emotions and barriers up because of things that have happened traumatic things you've been triggered and you know it's life's beautiful like I I love I embrace my triggers now I embrace my my negative things because I know they're there to teach me you know that the I ask myself what's the lesson pip I go away I sit sit with my journal and I write it out whenever it happens and it's just looking at life that way it's it, it is a beautiful thing to look at yeah it really is like there is so much beauty and magic in life like when you go looking for it and my motto kind of is like fuck it like just do, just do, just do the, just do the things, you know, cause I'm like, when you look back on your life, I'm like, you have figured out 
absolutely everything that has ever crossed your path, like any kind of trauma or any difficulties or any problems, like you have figured it the fuck out and you are going to continue doing that. But you have to give yourself the opportunity to really create the things that you want to see. And sometimes that's just like, fuck it, just do it. You know, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? Because in reality, like I say this to my clients a lot, you know, if you ask them like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And they're like, you know, I'm going to live in my car and lose all my children. and I'm going to starve to death because I'm not going to have any money. And my question is like, but are you an idiot though? Like, cause you're not, and you're not going to yeah. allow yourself to get into that position because you're smart and you're a badass and you're going to figure it out. But like, you have to give yourself the space in order to figure it out sometimes too. Yeah, it's giving yourself permission to do what the F, I don't, I don't swear, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I really want to say it and I'm like, <laughs> don't no. say sorry to me. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, I just feel like it, it, giving yourself permission to do what the F you want because it's just, it, it really is just all down to that. Like the only person stopping you is literally you. And when you start to pass that blame and say, well, I can't because my parents say this and I can't because mm-hmm. my partner says this, you know, I made some big decisions earlier on this year and my parents weren't exactly happy with those decisions, but it's because they're my parents they want the best for me and what they thought I was doing was the wrong decision and it wasn't it was the right decision and I you know same as you Rachel I had the intuitive thought I had the gut feeling to do what I needed to do to get closer to my dream to get close to my purpose and it's having that courage as well to just do what needs to be done to, to live that life like what are you willing to do and sacrifice to to have that life of happiness like even if it's just a sacrifice of not watching TV every night, you know, giving up something, just, it could be anything, just a, a, like a minor thing, you know, less time on social media, you know, getting outside more. It's like just making a, a, a change in your life, a small change, a small step in the right direction. And you will totally start to see the difference in you and your energy. Yeah, definitely. So right before I kind of left my husband, like I knew I had that feeling like boiling up in my body. And it's like, I knew something really big was coming. And I was like, I need to get my head in the right place for whatever is coming. Like, I wasn't sure. I didn't know it was divorce at that point. But I knew something was coming to like, fuck with my life. So I started um, like a morning routine, which because of the where I worked and how far away I lived, I had to get up at like 4.15 every day. So I got up at 4.15, I had coffee, I journaled, I meditated, I did yoga, I read a book. Um, and just taking that like extra hour every morning is what really created the space in my, like in my emotion and my mind that I needed to deal with whatever came next. So yeah, getting up at four, like 4 a.m. really fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But that like, it was a very small sacrifice in order to for the growth and the healing that I needed in order to move forward in my life. So it's like that, like sometimes you have to sacrifice some things of where you're at in in order to move forward. Yeah, and I love the fact you get up early because I'm the same. I'm definitely an early bird, but it's, you know, people say I don't have time and I always say to them, okay, what time do you wake up? And they're like, say seven. What time do you go to bed? Oh, like half 10. Okay, we'll get up earlier. Yeah. So there's always there, there is always a way. There is always a way. There's nothing that's impossible. There's always a way. And I love how you mentioned about the morning routine because my next question to you, Rachel, is I want you to give the listeners, you know, some tips and advice about, you know, how you keep your vibes high, anything to do with manifestation, you know, anything that you're passionate about. Yeah, so a big one for me is yoga. And if it's not yoga, like having some sort of physical exercise or practice, because really having that like 
humans have so much energy, right? And you have the choice to either like channel that energy into something good or it will destroy you. So a big one for me is like do something that moves your body. So whether it's yoga or working out or going for a walk or running, like allow that energy to move through and out of your body or it will lead to, you know, stress and worry because you have too much of it. Also, just finding time for yourself to be in silence, which is a really like easy thing to implement that a lot of us don't do. So it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation, although meditation is like the shit and you should absolutely do it. But just finding a time in your day where you're not listening to music, you're not talking to your dogs, you're not yelling at your kids, the TV isn't on, because it really gives you the ability to like actually pay attention to what's going on in your head. So for me, when I get up in the morning, as I'm like making coffee or washing up, or whatever I'm doing, I'm consciously quiet, because then you get to pay attention to the thoughts in your head. Because what happens quite often is like, you miss thought like one through 25, because it's very like absent minded. And thought 26 is like, oh my god, everyone's gonna die. Whereas when you're consciously practicing silence, you can notice thought one and two, and how often you're thinking those same things. And then you have the opportunity to like either prove them right or prove them wrong. And if they're wrong, then you get to change those thoughts. And like changing your life really is just changing the things that you think, the frequency that you think them, and how long you allow them to stay in your brain. So by practicing silence, you give yourself like, again, the permission and the time to really pay attention to what thoughts you are allowing to create your reality. Yeah, and when you were talking about then changing the way you see things, it's the whole way in Diet Coke. That's my favorite. Is you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Ooh. And it's so, so, so true. Like I always say to my clients as well, how I see the world and how they see the world is completely different. That will always be the same. You know, we're we're built differently, we have different personalities. You like things, I dislike things, we all have different, you know, different likes, dislikes, values, whatever. But you know, we can all just see the beauty in something that is just um, pure love. That is something just magical. Like to see, for example, like, you know, when you look at like, say a flower, you know, I would look at the petals and see how beautiful the colors are. You may look at the stem and look at the soil and where it's come from, but it's still looking at the beauty, looking at the, the love and like how beautiful it is. And that is literally just the shift in 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 thought because you know why would you want to live a life in a pessimistic way of looking at the bad and looking at the the worst that could happen it drains your energy literally drains your energy every single day yeah definitely and that's another piece of like really easy advice too is like hold on to those pieces of joy and happiness for longer because you know like like that example like I'm out walking my dogs and you see a pretty flower and you're like oh that's pretty And you hold on to it for like two seconds and then you go back to worrying about whatever else you were worrying about. Like hold on to how much joy that flower brought into your life for as long as you can. Like let that be the focus. You know, like if someone tells you a joke, like allow yourself to laugh about it for the next 20 minutes or an hour. Like don't allow these moments of joy and happiness to be so fleeting and be replaced with the things you were stressing and worrying about. Like really hold on to those feelings of love and joy and happiness and allow yourself to like live in that energy for as long as you can drag it out for because we do that with the negative energies like in society it's okay you know if someone breaks up with you it's okay to be miserable for the next six months but like if you get into a new relationship and you're really happy like six months later people ask you like what 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 are you so what are you so happy about you know it's like we're not taught to hold on to the happiness but it's like making that a 
practice too, like holding on to those good feeling emotions for as long as you possibly can can have a really huge like transformative effect on your life. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm the same with yoga and meditation. That definitely helps because it just it just quiets your mind and lets, you know, it does let your soul speak, but it also just gives you time to just sit and just just be with yourself because you know you, you you're all amazing you all have these amazing gifts that are ready to just emerge they're probably just screaming at you right now just, you know, trying to get out of you but I have absolutely loved this interview with you Rach and before we finish just wanted to let you know um can you let the listeners know where they can find you on social media or anything like that yes definitely so on Instagram I'm at Rachel Amy I have a Facebook group called Practically Spiritual where we talk all things like authenticity and abundance and human design. I'd love to have you guys there. And then my website is rachelamy.com as well. So, yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for all of your amazing insight and your intuitive messages. I've loved chatting to you today. I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to you today. Yes, thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you for inviting me on here. You're so welcome. So wherever you do, whatever you're doing, guys, today, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Me and Rachel are sending love and light from where we are in the UK. And we will speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.